Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a moment in history. <laughs> well, you said you can do the fanfare. I, that, is that your impression of like a trumpet? Yes. Or There's no top end to that. It's, it's all tri- nasal. It's quite nasal. But it's tricky when you haven't actually got a trumpet. All I had was a pair of hands there. Could you give it... I don't, I don't want to be difficult. I don't want to ruin the kind of fanfare to start our brand new look podcast. It's not got off to a great start, It's not got off it? to a great start, but could we do that? Um, yeah, I'll do it again. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. <coughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a real moment in history. <laughs> That's actually worse than before, I but it's fine. I tried to pinch my nostrils. I thought it would give you that top end you yeah, were after. it sounded like it. It okay. sounded like it. It sounded like you're being attacked. Third go or not really? No, we'll just leave it. I did used to play the cornet. It's fine. This is our brand new look podcast. Uh, it's going to feature the great bits from the show, but with previously unheard material. You're in for a treat. <laughs> this is Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. This is the Daily Takeaway. Welcome to the show. Welcome to a brand new week. Uh, as Richie said at the top of uh, the hour, it's Valentine's Day today. Uh, I hope you've told the people that you love that you love them and all that kind of stuff. Great, we encourage that. However, sometimes things that you love aren't always human. And I don't mean like sexy aliens. I mean, is there a thing or an inanimate object that you'd like to wish a happy Valentine's Day to? Because why can't you? Do you know what I mean? Why can't you? So for me, for example, I'd like to wish my folding bike, my Brompton, happy Valentine's Day. Because I do love it. It's got me through thick and thin and I can always depend on it. Do you know what I mean? I can back you up on that. It's not just you declaring your love for your bike, but I've been with you so many occasions where we'll just be sat waiting for something or sat downstairs waiting for a meeting and you'll, you'll look at that bike and you'll just say to me, Look at that beauty. Isn't she a beauty? Yeah. Sometimes I take photos of her all folded up on the side of the platform when I'm waiting for the train. I've seen them, all all your arty pictures of her. Just having a coffee, relaxing with my Brompton. (laughs) So I'd like to wish the Brompton uh, Happy Valentine's Day and it's earned it. Is there something, an inanimate object that you would like to wish Happy Valentine's Day to? Marmite. Just Marmite in general? Marmite in general. 44 years through the ups, the downs. uh, Do you remember your first Marmite ever? It would have been bought for me. We would have been introduced, probably by my parents back in the day. <laughs> uh, but that has been... Marmite's been a constant throughout my life. And there have been many... <laughs> not much else has been constant. But ups Marmite, and downs. <laughs> ups and downs. <laughs> but Marmite always has been there. And I know, I know she's not for everybody, but she is for me. Now, so I, happy Valentine's Marmite. I'm, I'm so pleased for the pair of you. Well, the thing I find unusual about that is you, it's one dependable to rock in your life, you described it as in many mm. times. Uh, Marmite, but you still sometimes encourage only last week on this show, Marmite fraternising, going off and having an open relationship with other flavours. With do the you know Marmite I mean? peanut butter, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm open to that, yeah. Three of us in this relationship, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Get out, peanut. Uh, <laughs> Jamie says, my hummingbird electroacoustic guitar. Even the strap is awesome, but insanely expensive. Steve says, uh, he would like to wish Happy Valentine's to uh, all of his seven Alexas. <laughs> it's like Charlie's Angels, him surrounded by all those ladies. Seven Alexas. Wow. That's crazy. He must be able to hear himself think if he says the name out Do loud. Do they all go off at once I, if he says it? I wonder. Steve, let's know. Must Get be Bedlam round your ass. Uh, Dolphin Diver tweets here, My non-leaking swimming goggles. Years and years of leaky goggles. Finally, I've got a pair that don't leak. Oh, yeah. I love them so much. I've gone back and bought three more pairs in case they stop, don't stop making them. Do you know what? Are they, are they like normal goggles? Has he sent a photo? He hasn't sent oh. a photo, no. Little or into. My mate John, my mate John's mum, was doing a lot of swimming and she doesn't like the, the sensation of water on your face, which mm-hmm. is a bit of a problem if you want to get into swimming. Yeah. So she bought this like, it was like a face mask, like a visor with a tube on the top. Wow. So she can submerge her whole head. <laughs> and uh, I don't know whether it's that kind of thing. Dolphin Tiver, get back to us. We want more. There's so many questions, so little answers. <laughs> 
I do hope that Ian's Ninja Foodie Grill is listening to the show this evening. Ian says you have re- revolutionised oh. uh, cooking for us. What a lovely eulogy. Yes, yeah, one of these air fryer things. By the looks, of, they look amazing. I got my mum and dad one of them about three or four years ago. Apparently, it just needs like a, a teaspoon of oil to fry stuff. Wow. Bearing in mind, I grew up in the seventies with wall-to-wall chip pan fire adverts in the evenings. Remember them well. Wet tea towel over the top and all that. Uh, this one it doesn't leave their names. So Bush and Ritchie, my inanimate object is my Yankee handyman number 233H ratchet screwdriver. It reaches the parts other screwdrivers cannot reach. <laughs> uh, Sarah, who are we wishing happy Valentine's Day to? It's to Jeff, my 1966 Morris Minor. Oh, is that Jeff or Jess? Jeff, as in Jeff Hurst. Fantastic. Tell us about Jeff. What does he look like and what's he like as a person? Jeff is a, a white four-door 1966 Morris Minor and he's lovely. What's Jeff like first thing in the morning, Sarah? <laughs> uh, it can be a little bit of a grumpy git, but um, most of the time he's, he's all right. Once he gets warmed up, he's fine. Do you ever have to pull his choke to get him going? Oh, all the time, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Sarah, we're delighted you've been able to wish him happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, my Jeffrey. I love you so much. Uh, Sarah Jane taking the chance to wish her Tassimo machine happy Valentine's oh. Day. Always there for me. Shame you're on your last legs, but we may see another year together. Lovely, lovely little uh, you know, insight into their relationship <laughs> there. Eddie in Huddersfield says, guys, I love my wheelie bins. Dennis Gray, Gary Green... Bob Brown. Uh, Usain Bolt on Twitter. Great name. Uh, a collection of running shoes. Five active pairs that I rotate for each run I do. Two old pairs that have powered me through 31 marathons in 31 wow. days in July. I can't chuck them so they're now my gardening shoes. I love them so much. Love running, love the shoes. Loving your work. Uh, this text says, I would like to wish happy Valentine's to Little Bear and Sherlock. They're a little red bear and meerkat. They're my furry best friends. I don't care how old you are, you still need a teddy. Uh, we've got Julie online. Julie, what thing would you like to wish Happy Valentine's Day to? Uh, my cowbell. You what? I your cowbell? In lockdown. Oh. <laughs> Why I did you buy a cowbell in lockdown? In lockdown? <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're all stuck indoors. Mm-hmm. And uh, what? I thought, uh, oh God, I can't think what 70s song it was now. Don't Fear the Reaper? But, uh, y- yes, yes. There's a bit of cowbell in that. Oh, wow. So uh, the Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper, a lot of cowbell. You think, I'm getting me a cowbell. Yes. Oh, I've got a picture. Shall I send you a picture? Yes, please. (laughs) What do you do with it? Uh, Bang it. (laughs) Bang it. Is it it nearby now? Could Could you give us a bit of cowbell now? Uh, Right, hold on, hold on. Well, we will. Be fantastic. You could get, get people to come down for Sorry, tea. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a beauty. The best purchase ever. What do you call her? Uh, cowbell. Of course cowbell. you do, yeah. yeah. Please sign us out with a few more bongs on your cowbell and thanks for getting in touch with the Home Time Show. Okay, hold on, hold on. My family hate me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Been up all night. I stayed up to watch the Super Bowl. Just sending out love to anyone else who stayed up to watch the Super Bowl last night. 
and is now absolutely on their backside. I was thinking, let's get to half-time. If one of the teams is way out ahead, I'll just go to bed. And it was right to the wire, right to the end. It was brilliant. Rams versus Bengals, Dr Dre at half-time. I admire you because there are times when I will do match of the day on a Saturday night and even I, I can't even <laughs> I can't even make the end of that. It feels a bit dangerous, doesn't it? If it does. Gerald Sinstert's ra- rounding up at 10 to midnight. <laughs> but uh, I thought, go to bed at 3am, that's when it finished. Uh, and that'll be it, I'll get a bit of sleep and I'll be all right. But then baby Stella, who must have known that I was staying up late to watch American football, uh, got greedy guts on the milk, had hiccups, and I was walking around with her until quarter to five this morning. Living the dream. So I'm, li- I'm literally off my head. But it was kind of worth it. It was a fun night, it was a brilliant Super Bowl. So this hour of the show, we just want to hear from you if something's kept you up recently. I remember going to uh, an away Arsenal match up at uh, Old Trafford. Uh, it was it was a Monday night. Uh, this, this was the last time I pulled an all-nighter, so rock and roll me. Uh-huh. Uh, and was on the Supporters Club train on the way back down. Now, because it was sort of like a late added train, it'd take, it was going round the houses. I don't think it got in until Euston, until about like half past three in the morning oh and these word. were the days when I was I was working old show different time of the day yeah. uh, and I kind of thought there's no point going to sleep oh, you so I, I went right through I mean we'd, we'd not united out the cup so it was worth you it you were buzzing I was buzzing but my goodness that was ropey I, I, I could not be making a habit of that did you try and sleep because sometimes you see people in this building they'll sleep on the couch if they've got an early shift the next morning Dyson <laughs> do you know what I mean like, uh, were you doing that or, or did you just go stay awake it wasn't point was, there was no point I can't sleep with all the big Big bright lights on, all that kind of thing. I stayed right the way through. I must have stunk. The buzz of victory kept you up. It did indeed. Uh, Mark says, I had some Muppets sitting in his minibus with the lights on the engine running outside my house at half three this morning. Love it. One other thing, right, that's kept me up, and it wasn't the Super Bowl last night, this happened over the past few weeks, is our milkman. Remember we were getting milk yes. delivered? We don't, I don't have, we don't have it delivered anymore now because it's not made of money. But he, he goes down our street and starts dropping milk at people's doorsteps. Half twelve. There's the ultimate insult. You've opted not to have it anymore, but he's still going down. He's, he's got a head torch and you can hear him. Half twelve is not when milk should be delivered. Not at all, no. Come on, that's like birdsong and, and the sun rising. Not, not half twelve at night when people are walking back from nightclubs. Particularly as it gets into the summer. Well, you don't want that curdling on the doorstep, do you? 100%. I would say if you can still get served a drink in the vicinity, you're not allowed to drop milk off. <laughs> Hard and fast rule. Uh, Wynne says uh, two things. One, my back. Two, my dog. Um, mm. Do you know what? Those days, we're going to sound like old men now, but those days when you got the back, oh, when there's a twinge, things. you kind of think, all right, I'm going to ride it through the day and then it's going to reset overnight. It's going to be better again tomorrow. The amount of meetings we've done in that other room where I've just been lying on the floor. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> really weird text coming to the show. It says a bottle of Lucozade not closed properly kept me up for about an hour. Yeah, see, I don't understand that. I mean... Have they, did they drink it because it wasn't closed properly? Or is, is it is that Luca Digne from Aston Villa? Maybe <laughs> it's not it him again. He's fallen over. <laughs> Luca, do get back in touch. Hope you're doing all right. <laughs> uh, Kelly, do tell us what's kept you up. Um, so my dog needed a poo, but she refuses to go out in the rain. So I was trying to get her to go out in the rain. She'd rather explode than go out in the rain. So that was fun. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? I mean, we are dog lovers on this show, but um, you can't blame the dog. I, you know, if someone just offered me the door and just said, go on out, you go out there. Again, all. I even <laughs> held an umbrella, but she wasn't having any of it. So what What happens then? Because <laughs> she won't go. What do, you do, what do you do? Well, she just whines all night until it stops raining. So. What a nightmare. So you've had a hell of an evening. <laughs> yeah.
indeed. I've got an idea. We're always looking for our next little moneymaker here on Home Time. What about you and me? We can cut Kelly into the business as well. Please, before you say this, please. The dog brolly. <laughs> oh, no, dog brolly. Yeah, seriously. Actually, to be honest with you, that's a lot less worse than where I thought you were going with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of kind of dog underpants or something. Dog brolly, that would work. Yeah, I would see you've got it, uh, part of it goes around their collar, another bit on the uh, the, the back of their, their posterior backside. Yeah. And then it's almost sort of like a, I don't know, like a bus shelter that they walk around yeah. under. <laughs> Kelly? Kelly? Yes, brilliant. That sounds like a brilliant idea. She's in. I think we should drag and stand it. Yes, you're on. <laughs> but she's going to stand at the back. I think it could be you and me fronting up. Definitely. Remember we had a weird text in earlier on from someone who said uh, a bottle of Lucozade had kept them up. We're like, what? Yes. They texted back. They say uh, the bottle wasn't closed properly and the gas was slowly releasing. Sounded like a house alarm. But when I opened the windows, there wasn't anything there. I couldn't hear anything. Closed the windows, tried to get back to sleep and off it went again. Now I'm understanding. That's how a bottle of Lucozade <laughs> can keep you awake. <laughs> uh, now look, still uh, a way to go before the days get longer. Certainly looks it outside. Biblical outside at the Weird, moment. Weird, isn't it? Um, so, head to absoluteradio.co.uk where you could win the ultimate games night in thanks to Asmodee UK. We've got our big board game bonanza tomorrow night. It's come up sharp, hasn't it? That can't wait. Uh, yeah, so this includes uh, an Amazon Echo, food and drinks, hamper, uh, gift vouchers, board games and more. They're the makers of hundreds of multi-winning board and card games. Uh, so you'll find something that's up your street. Just write uh, for staying in with your mates for games night when it's cold outside. You can win that right now at absoluteradio.co.uk thanks to Asmodee UK. Uh, we did have a, a message we had a little phone call actually earlier on with uh, Kelly, whose dog uh, yes. was up all night because needed to go for a number two, the dog, but wouldn't go for a number two in the rain. Yeah. Seems like this is quite a common problem with dogs. Uh, someone's got in touch, Henry in Canterbury. Harry, sorry, in Canterbury says, Guys, I have a top tip for Kelly and her dog. Uh, my dog does the same and refuses to wee in the rain. I go out with him and wee in a flower pot and he feels compelled to mark his territory where I went, thus giving me a peaceful night's sleep. Now, that's a tip for a number one, not necessarily a number two. That is a good point. Does it work with the flower pot still? Keep us posted. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Bush, here's the thing. I've got a question for you. Would you... You've got tattoos, so I don't need to ask you, would you have a tattoo? But would you go to the lengths of getting a tattoo done Uh uh, if it meant that you were going to get some kind of favour in return? What, what are you offering? <laughs> don't be too... I'm, fi- I'm just fine. I'll probably just get, get going. No, it's a bloke. Uh, he's called Derek, as an aside. His right. name doesn't really matter. He is having the logo of his favourite cafe um, tattooed onto uh, his arm. Uh, it's it's a woman's face, a place called Nettie's. That's what the logo is. So right. you, might look, you might not look at it and initially think, oh, look, he's got a cafe logo on uh-huh. But he's doing that. Um, because he wanted the prize, which is to have one of their... Um, <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> have one of their iron brew pies every day free. Wow. So what, for a long period of time, like the rest of his life, or...? or how, what's, the, what's the deal well, on this? it's a tattoo. It stays there, doesn't it? No, I mean the pie. How many, how many <laughs> days of pies could you have? <laughs> I don't know the, uh, the terms and conditions of this particular thing, but it has also taken me down a bit of a wormhole about just thinking about the idea of an iron brew pie. I love iron brew. Absolutely love it. Have you had the... Did you have It's a, all right. What do you mean it's all it's right? It's all right. It's like, it reminds me of being ill. It's, it's a bit like Lucozade, isn't it? You have it when you've got a hangover or you feel a bit woozy. It's made of gurdas, mate. It's But why, where's that going anywhere near a pie? How can you even imagine what that pie tastes like? Well, this is... this is Sweet or savoury, that's the question. This is what I want to find out, because obviously I've had Iron Brew as a drink. Uh-huh. I've had Iron Brew... Do you remember you had the Iron Brew bars as a kid? Nope. You'd have to make sure your teeth were in really good... They were very much like the Wham bars. 
Never never heard of them before in my entire life. Oh, these are the kind of never things... Never made it down to Devon. Got to make sure that you've got decent set of teeth and no fillings that are loose if you're going to eat these kind of things. I never knew you had, had so many strings to its bow, like the people at Iron Brew. They're, they're, they're almost on the back of piggybacking uh, um, Marmite. Here's the thing, though. As you rightly say, if you're going to have a pie, you can't just have liquid in it. There's got to be something. So you can have sort of like a, you know, a steak and Guinness pie. True. That works. So what would you suggest would be the food that goes with Iron Brew in a pie? Something an Iron Brew pie. Mm. Suet? I don't even know what that is. Do you know what suet is? Is it like a powder? No, it would go in sort of like a stew. You make a suet ball, and it would solve. It would sort of soak the suet, the 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 fluid up. The fluid up. Yeah. Uh, suet and iron brew pie. But if iron brew is like uh, stuff you get from a, um, you know, like a news agent, maybe yeah. you should just go with like other sweets in there. Do you know what I mean like Mars bar? <laughs> An iron brew pie. If you're going to be disgusting, just go for it. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We want to celebrate uh, the niche job that maybe you do. Uh, this is because we spotted uh, a job advert. I think it's a particularly niche job, although actually it would appeal to you if you're a fan of Manchester United. They are uh, advertising uh, for a job ab- um, uh, application right now that is vacant. It's working in their museum right. and it's for a trophy polisher. All right. Oh, wow. Cue gag about them not going to add to the trophy cabinet this season. I'm an Everton fan, won't be making any comments. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's a trophy a, a trophy polisher. The advert says you will also be good not just at polishing trophies, right. uh, but you'll also be good at packing things away in boxes because at the end of the night, the end of the day, all those trophies then get packed away again in boxes, put away safely, wow. and then you've got to get them back out, polish them for the next day. What a niche job. Uh, if, if anyone's ever had, I remember my, my, my grandfather, dad was like chief fire officer in Wallasey fire station and he had this ceremonial hat thing that they used to wear and he used to buff that up like once a month to make it look all kind of resplendent and there's a real art to doing yeah. it like having the right products and all that kind of thing so you need to know your onions only thing I've ever sort of buffed something up with was a little bit of brass so I don't think you're <laughs> going to want to let me near a replica Premier League trophy <laughs> with something like that have a go have a go hero <laughs> I might apply you ever done a, a particularly niche job I did one of the weirdest jobs ever uh, for one summer I think it was just after I finished university. I worked overnights in a factory putting. I and mean, we never get any credit for these. And there's a load of jobs out there that exactly. people do. Exactly. You never get credit for doing it because people don't notice it. Uh, though, you know those little weird packets of crystals you get in the corner? So you get them like in a, in a box of, you would say, get a hi-fi or a stereo. Silica gel. Silica gel. Yeah. I was putting silica gel in boxes. If you didn't do that job, all our goods would arrive and they'd be moist. A hundred percent. Totally. Thank you. After all these years, it means a lot. I mean, we did clapping on the end of the street for help, you know, yeah. for the NHS. When is everyone going to tell you, do you know what, if it wasn't for you putting that silica gel in the box, my hi-fi would have been ruined. It's a very good point. It's a, it's a good point. I don't want any compensation. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> You've moved on. It, but I still feel it a little bit. 81215 Texas tweets, please touch through radio. If you've got a niche job that needs celebrating, we're here to do it. SJ says, used to work in a pub with a copper bar. Every night after closing, we would have to brasso the copper bar. Ooh. Therapeutic, but I would get very fussy if someone left beer stains on it. There you go. It's a niche skill, and people who do that should be respected. And they probably don't get the credit they deserve. We have had a text in, and there's a few of these, which you would have expected about the story that we're talking about. Phil says, trophy polisher at Old Trafford, not the full-time job it used to be. <laughs> Mel, what is it that you do? Underfloor heating service engineer. Whoa. Whoa! Now, of course, you've got to service this stuff, but not destroy everyone's floor. That's quite a niche job. It is. 
Okay, and do you very rarely get compliments because I guess your, your heating's under the floor, so you're not really going to see your handiwork, I guess. Um, well, exactly. I mean, usually the day after we've laid all the pipes, somebody comes and concretes it over and you never see it again. Wow, so when do you ever get, like, credit? When do you, when do you get your moment? Um, it's usually when somebody phones up and their heating's not working. Oh, that's not well, right. And I'll go, out, I'll go out and fix it. I tell you what, you're going to get your moment right now because there's, there's three of us in this well studio. Underfloor heating, people, we salute you. Well done. Thank you very much. Right, let's get educational. We're all about to hear a word that we've never heard. Gareth, what do you do? I'm an olfactometrist. Okay. So I smell people's poo oh. for a living. Oh, no. Oh, Gareth, tell us, how does that work? What, how does that happen? Well, I go into a lab. Air samples are taken from around the country at air outlets for some of the big customers for the company I work for. Mm-hmm. And we manage the smells on their site. So, for example, site um, wastewater outlet, <laughs> they'll take an air sample, bring it back, and we'll smell it. We have, like, a little small screen in front, front of us with a, um, a selection of things that we can choose from to say whether we can smell it or not. And then they play, basically, they play a 10-second air sample. And during that time, I'd take a sniff. Can I smell it? Can I smell it at all? Is it strong? Does it stink? What does it smell of? Oh, that type Gareth, of thing. Gareth, Gareth, That's Gareth. unbelievable, that, isn't it? So are, are you, does this make, does this like lessen your sensitivity to bad smells? So you might go down a pub and not notice the smells that are there? Or is it making you more attuned to bad smells? Much, much, much worse. So I mean, every time I come in the house, I can smell everything that's gone on in the morning. <laughs> I do think we need to start the round of applause once well again. We are just... Uh, it's a nod from the show tonight towards these niche jobs. And Gareth, wow. Well, he, he just we're, we're, we're giving you a round of applause just to wrap it up so we don't have to hear any more about it because we're both having our tea <laughs> in a bit as well. I understand. Thanks, guys. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. As you know, I'm obsessed with board games, constantly buying them. This is what I do. I buy them. They arrive in a box. I hide them from Katie when they're, when they are, they're delivered because I don't want us to know that I keep buying board games. <laughs> so I'll hide it like behind the buggy in the hall. Yeah. She'll go to bed and then before I go to bed I'll get the box out like at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah get it out of its packaging, hide the packaging somewhere in the recycling and slide the game under, like, my side of the bed or something. So that's what happens. So late last night, I was unpacking this box and I got so excited to get the damn thing open, I thought, I'll use the, um, I'll use the pen knife that we've got in the oh, kitchen yeah. drawer. Uh, and just to add a little bit of uh, depth to this story, Katie's dad, uh, again, described him earlier on as a MacGyver, he turned up with some uh, sharpening blades. For oh, all no. the knives. He sharpened all the knives in the house last time he came Wonderful. down. So this, this is an example of what, what he gets up to when he mm. arrives. So the, the uh, pen knife was so sharp <laughs> uh, I put my hand on the other side of it accidentally and uh, cut right through my thumb. Uh, so at one point I thought I was going to have to text upstairs and say, uh, I'm really sorry, I might have to go to A&E I've cut myself. But it's, it's, I've stemmed the flow, I've got a plaster on my thumb but it's an interesting insight into uh, the pain of hurting yourself doing something you love. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, injuring yourself in a hobby in many ways. And it would have blown it would have blown things just wide open, wouldn't it? Because you'd have had to text upstairs and then your ruse is broken. Terrible. I can also foresee a problem. If your system is sliding it under your side of the bed once it's all done and you, you keep on doing that, you do realise those board games are going to eventually slide out the other side. <laughs> Pushed out <laughs> like a little conveyor. <laughs> so it's, an, it's, a nightmare. it's a real bad thing. My cover was nearly completely blown. But if you have hurt yourself doing something enjoyable, and I understand this is going to leave us open to certain types of comments, do get in touch. Paul Quinn has just tweeted to say, I was at a party last year, loosened a champagne bottle with my teeth, lo and behold, it went off and hit the back of my throat. Oh. What a terrible... What, is that a bad way to die? I think if I'm going to go 
accidentally gagging on champagne is it's a fairly decadent way to go out, isn't it? I'm just lucky that it's hard to injure yourself watching trains. <laughs> well, you never know. I know what you get up to. Ollie was restringing an electric guitar. Cut the end off one of the strings to tidy it up. It flew into his eye. He had to go to A&E. I'm oh. having to cover my eyes as we speak. I'm so screamish with eyes. Impaled. The weird thing is, actually, when you do cut the wires off the end of a guitar when you restring it, even just the bits that are still attached to the guitar are deadly as well. Yeah. So that's horrible. Rachel says, I got a little too excited at Christmas and tore my muscle in my shoulder trying to pull open a sellotape bag that had lovely molten brown shower gel set in it. <laughs> Living the dream. Uh, Manny says, I shot myself in the head with my dad's replica gun. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it went off and pushed the barrel right in, creating a perfectly round cut. Told my dad someone threw a pole at me. Neighbour grasped on me. I got a leathering. What a terrible story from start to finish in just terms of health and safety nightmares. And Nikki says, uh, guys, I once broke two toes watching the Olympics. I was about to make a cuppa when the commentator said it was time for an update on the decathlon. I spun around, stubbed my toes on the door in excitement for Dean Macy news. She adds, does that count as a sporting injury? I suppose so. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. This is the Daily Takeaway. So there you go, uh, episode one of our brand new look podcast, Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. We hope you like it. Spread the word. Uh, and of course, there's going to be more uh, previously unheard bits of material on the way through for you guys, the VIPs. Uh, but you heard at the start of the show, uh, the podcast, uh, Richie attempting to make a trombone sound. Thank you. But well, there's got to be a phoner down the line about whether the people can do musical instruments but with their mouth or body parts yes so any other st- any other like musical instruments obviously you had a bit of trouble with the trombone I feel like I do drums <laughs> maybe another episode <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for enjoying the daily takeaway our boxes are recyclable